Do you accept the terms of my topics? <laughs> terms accepted. Well then, welcome to another Family Dinner Podcast. My name is Robert Rowe, and joining me... Robert, a serious travesty happened last time on this podcast. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? You, you were I know, fantastic. I like to be serious. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I was the victim of identity theft. <laughs> Hello, my name is David Vetrano. Now I have LifeLock. Because my identity, my world was turned upside down when that uncouth, handsome doctor named Brian Gorey stole my identity. Yes, I have been creeping around this house and talking to his wife a lot. Sure, we have conversations about personal matters, which we share with each other. And sometimes we tell them so often, it feels like we speak about them in the first person. But he went too far. He went too far. Because I'm okay. Hey, look, I like a good joke, Robert Rao. I, I go to the stations on Wednesdays, and I listen to a fine joke, and I have a sensible chuckle. You have a t-shirt that proves that as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it says, ha-ha, and it says comedy. <laughs> but you, you know what? You know what's not funny? When someone pretends to be me, and they don't take the opportunity to yell at your cat, which is obviously <laughs> meowing like an asshole in the background. Brian, if you're going to steal my identity, you yell at that cat. You yell at that darn cat. <laughs> If you're going to be me, be me. But that, my family is in shock. And they're remorseful. We are still going over this large hurdle in my life. Because you, sir, dropped the ball. It was aces across the board. But when that little bitch started meowing and no one stood up, they needed a hero. They needed a hero to come in the middle of the night. They needed you to be strong. They needed you to be fast. And they needed you to be larger than life. And you sat there and you took that cat shit. Two minutes. New record for the headphones being off. Uh, good job, David. The real David. You see, Brian actually never would get me to take the headphones off. So that actually proves. We you just know, wanted to keep your Lou Gehrig-like streak about staying on this podcast, man. We, you're, you're breaking it. Now Now you're David Vetrano disease that you'll get eventually. That'll prevent you from doing podcasting. Uh, I consider and- myself the luckiest man in the world. <laughs> Sports reference. <laughs> the only one he knows because it's movies. <laughs> he was confused. I was listening to something about the Sandlot just now, and he's like, "What speed?" Okay, okay, I'll accept that. Yes, sure. out of context. <laughs> I'm a huge asshole. So Robert listens to a lot of podcasts, and you know, watches a lot of videos, like BuzzFeed articles, Cracked, whatever it is. So I see speed on the uh, on the TV, and there's some guy going like. You know, his only outlook for the rest of the day is when the kids would come by and talk to him. And I thought it was like one of those little facts you didn't know about Jeff Daniels or Keanu Reeves. Did we know him? We still got time with Keanu Reeves. He's alive. And he's immortal. That's true. He's going to be doing like 15 John Wicks. He better stay alive. (laughs) Kind of killed dogs left and right. Robert. I can't believe that they'd ask for a sequel. It's like, that means we're killing another puppy. This is what you want. Robert, this is what he wants. I don't like to put people on the spot during improv, but John Wick 2, give me the tagline. <laughs> give me the tagline right now. John Wick 2. Uh, 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 the Wiccan, I guess, is a good way. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Ain't no rest for the Wiccan. <laughs> 
John Wick 2, Ain't No Rest for the Wicked. <laughs> Something wicked this way comes. <laughs> Why aren't we in Hollywood? Like right now, we said the magic words. John Wick 2, Wick Wickety, Wick Wickety, Wick Wick, Wick Wick. Uh, and and then he immediately kicks us out and then steals the ideas afterwards. That, that, that's what I imagine is... That sounds like a fine idea. <laughs> is he realizes how good we are, and for the 30 minutes that we're just spewing these ideas, he's taking them all down, and then he's like, sorry, these will never work in Hollywood. And it'll be like that famous Pixar meeting where they came up with like the next five movies. It was just some assholes just rambling the whole time going like hey hey what if a guy had a bunch of balloons guess he'd fly everywhere huh gotta see his wife die in the first six minutes all right in this movie i hate cats (laughs) (laughs) he has a pet cat and it dies he's like good Good. So you're saying Keanu Reeves would play me in my autobiography? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what we just decided? Yeah. Why wouldn't he? Yeah. But how have you been, other than the the atrocity put on you? Well, other than me recovering from uh, hearing myself. You know what I will say? This is so dumb. The first, like, minute of the podcast, before (laughs) he started going full retard, uh, Brian sounds a little bit like me. And he's like, hi, I'm David Petrano. I was like, I never said that. <laughs> I never referred to myself in third person. Well, no. I let someone else introduce me. He sounded a little bit like me. I was just like, how, what is this? What is this witchcraft? It's witcraft. <laughs> yep. Wait, no, here we go. John Wick 3. <laughs> witcraft. <laughs> he, he comes across, which is in the wood. It's basically the story of Hamlet. Oh, no, no, no. Which one's uh, Boiling, Boiling, Toiling Trouble? Uh, Macbeth? Mac- is that it? You can't say that on television! Whatever they said on that was close. because that's my only reference. Yeah. <laughs> Having only seen that and, what, uh, Throne of Blood? Is that the one that Kurosawa did that's like Macbeth? Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about, but I'm not, no. That might, I don't know. I'm not sure if that was it. Something with blood in the title. I want to say Was there also one that was like a fast food joint, but it felt, followed the plot of Macbeth? Or... Clerks. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> God damn it. I, lo- I reached to my resource. As if like, I looked up something on Wikipedia, and I just pulled up a giant like JPEG art of a finger. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, it's probably been done multiple times, but sure. yeah, basically made like you know not getting the promotion uh, and Mac- hey, don't worry Macbeth about it. Macbeth is not normally the one that people do a a, a faint reference to. I it's do Hamlet. Like, yeah, Strange Brew was Hamlet, which uh, I I didn't pay attention to the first time, but mainly because I just waiting to watch him get drunk, which was like Canadians weed, you know, so they could say, "Hey, look, those guys are drunk all the time. That's us," <laughs> sort of thing. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure many people like steal from it and say, oh, we're just paying homage. But we really couldn't come up with a script idea. So, uh, gotta steal. Steal from the best. That's what we say. So, <laughs> no what, copyright on this thing, right? What if it's Romeo and Juliet in the future? Pluto Nash. It's like they checked into was, a right? library and they looked up and was like, we can take all of this? Is this free? All right, we got three weeks. <laughs> I like the idea of doing the uh, over-the-shoulder pan shop where they're like just like holy music plays like it's all ours, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Movies for days. 
We've got season four of Mike and Molly right here. We don't have to worry about anything, guys. <laughs> Basically, a guy saved Steve Buscemi from an oncoming car, so he decided to do movies for him for life. <laughs> it's like, now we just need plots. It's all here, boys. <laughs> all the movies we could want. Which I just learned that uh, Buscemi was a, 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 a firefighter before becoming famous. Right. And then he... Because, uh, uh, okay, everybody hears like the urban legends about different people. One I heard was Steve Buscemi got hit by a car, and then he used the money from the lawsuit to get acting classes to get into the business. Right. I mean, and I was like, okay, wait, that can't be true. So then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, he's a firefighter. And oh, yeah, during 9-11, he... He was born that ugly? What? <laughs> He used to he be. He wanted to look like that. Some doctor was working on. It, he's like mirror, mirror. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, called Quentin Tarantino. I want to get in the new Reservoir Dogs. I think this is what he's looking for. Actually, he was living in a castle, and a rose was losing petals by the day. <laughs> and then Quentin Tarantino hired him. He's like, nope. <laughs> and he found his. He found his niche. Yeah, I heard the firefighter bit, and when 9-11 happened, he actually helped out on 9-11 site, but he didn't want anybody to know who he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he kept that uh, relatively guarded. I think someone eventually found out about it, mainly because, who's this jokester up here? Yeah. You know, like, you know, trying to find out. He's like, ah, I used to be a firefighter. I'm just trying to help out. Yeah. And, and he did it in a very nice, suave way. And they're like, ah, oh, Stevie Simmy! Hey! Hey, look at Stevie B! <laughs> Stevie B came out out of the old firefucker. He doesn't seem like somebody that lived in New York, though. That's the problem. Like, like somebody would have known people. Like, people would have known him other than from acting. Like, he's oh, the guy from the neighborhood, like one of the boroughs he grew up in. He he, he kind of has that look. Like, uh, he was just kept in a basement for about fifteen <laughs> years, and then finally let out. And to experience life, he just kind of looked in the corner and just watched people. And he's like, <laughs> "This is how I learned to act." Yes, yes, good. Keep interacting. <laughs> No, but I mean, if it was the year, I bet there's like a small, like, like, like neighborhood where it's just like, ah, Stevie fuckface Bashimi. <laughs> yeah, I knew that kid. <laughs> he used to give me a quarter for pinball <laughs> every day. We had a bet. If I could sink a basket, he'd slam his face into a brick wall. Weird kid. Nice guy. Loved hoagies. It was just weird facts. That's my New York. That's my New York personality. It's just like, what you do is want to hear. You know Tony Two Shoes? Yeah, he wore shoes on his hands. Smart kid. Dumb face. Love dogs. That that's basically what OK Cupid was. Was just the guy on the corner. Look at everybody. Gave the various like nicknames. That's all you need. That's a username. Is your nickname? That's hey, Anthony. You ever met Samantha? She's a nice girl. Lives with her grandma. Sometimes eats cat food. Put a finger in her butt one time just to see what happened. Sweet girl goes to church every Sunday. You like her? I say seventy-eight percent compatible. You know that's just my math. I've only got an abacus over here, but what do I know? Abacus on the corner. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a meatballs that I put on a stick, but, but it's abacus, what do you know? Now look, you better ask me early in the morning, because stray dogs keep eating the, the meatballs. They're doing Lady of the Tramp style, so it's cute. I mean, I don't like it, I chase them away from spaghetti, I think that's putting the fire out with fire, though, so what do I know? But hey, whatever. Hey lady, have you met the tramp? He, he's a dog, he goes wolf-wolf, he hates cats. I say 98% compatible, why are you walking away? 
Oh, that's right. The language barrier between our species. <laughs> Stop eating my abacus. <laughs> Uh, homemade abacuses. I remember. Abacus, I asked you not to. <laughs> <laughs> My friend said I should do stand up. What do you think? <laughs> oh, by the way, nobody ever tells anybody that to do stand up. <laughs> Never. It's the people in their heads that tell them to do stand-up because everybody that does stand-up has some weird social disorder, yep. and they feel like that's the way that's going to break it. Yep, it's Tyler like, Durden in Fight Club 2. Yeah, if there was only more open mics, they would have never blown up all those buildings, but it was in Delaware. That was the problem. I'll no just, open mics in Delaware. If you ever go to an open mic and somebody does a joke and then gives a thumbs up to an empty corner, <laughs> that guy's going somewhere. It'd be great if they did like two minutes and then walked off stage and came right back on stage and then just did a completely different set altogether. And and Nick only referred to himself as one person, like as the person. Well, I guess refer- did he call- he called himself Tyler both times because he didn't have a name in the movie, right? So I guess he would have to. That's true. Yeah, he'd have to go, hey, I'm, uh, hey, this, I'm Tyler, and this is my friend over here. He just sits there and does all the dirty work. <laughs> hey, what's up, friend? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> he laughs at my jokes. Am I right? <laughs> Good. Yeah. <laughs> he high-fives himself and he hurts himself. Now, have you ever had a homeless person come up and do open mic? Well, they might as well have been homeless. But, uh... <laughs> They come for the Oreos. They stay for the laughs. When when we had them at uh, what's now, I guess, the library, but it's been various other places. Mm-hmm. Like, they've gone under different names. I did, like, two shows there, two or three shows. And after that, after, like, nobody showed up, like, even the comics gave up after, like, the second one. And uh, so, like, one day, there was a guy that was just kind of wondering the uh, – I think he, like, cleaned shoes or did things for, like, a dollar, and he would save it up and get beer. And he was like, hey, let me try this. I was like, go for it. So I guess that's the closest thing. I guess he was homeless. Yeah. I mean, he was easily 30 years older than any college student out there, but that really doesn't throw you. Because hmm. if you ever go to grad school, there's always, like, that guy who's who wants to collect all the degrees. And that could be him. I'm not sure. I'm not going to dis- uh, <laughs> discriminate. It's not like he's well off. He's the guy coming to school on a bike, and mm-hmm. it's not cool. Like, he's not doing it because, oh, I'm saving the environment. Nope. This is the only transportation I can afford. I want to get hit by a car so I can pay for more school. Deep down, there's that wish. He looks longingly at the road. Just like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the on-ramp to on airline. Just going. I don't care. Like the dudes that, and I'm sure I was like, I was like this as a kid. Like, when I was 12, I did stupid stuff that, like, cut corners if i had to get from point a to point b i'm gonna learn german <laughs> Whoop. i would cross the interstate thinking well i i mean i i could go the other way but it's like a good quarter of a mile if i decide if i don't cross here all i have to do is hop this fence run across five lanes of traffic and a couple of shoulders and i'm good and then that and then i'm dead the next day i actually walked across a golf course while people were, you know, like playing golf, like my my way of like getting out of his way was standing about ten feet out of the line, fifty feet in front of him. So it wasn't like it wasn't like I and really someone ran in from the club. Going, hey, hey, what are you doing, you idiot? What's his problem? I didn't get hit. That explains the dent in your forehead. <laughs> yeah, is when he put his foot up my ass. 
<laughs> he, had, he had his foot all the way up there. Thank Austin, you. Tim, Thank there. you. Yes. Was on, you're, in, you're into medicine. You know this shit. Put your foot up someone's ass and go through all the intestines and eventually yep. give that little whelp or uh, what are one of those things? Uh, uh, hem- not a hemorrhoid, but uh, is it hemorrhoid? Like when it'll pop out a little little bubble? <laughs> And on your forehead? No, just no. <laughs> just Those everything. are words, right? Skittles? It's a skittle? That's what you call it? You call them broke backs. That's what you call them. So how many cars did you get hit by and how many degrees do you have, Robert? <laughs> yes, I am talking about myself. I am Tyler Durden. I forgot to mention that. I've been doing stand-up for six years and eight years. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I'm glad I laughed at my own jokes. So to answer your question at minute three, uh, nothing. I haven't really been doing too much. Um, you know, just two days off, about to go back into the hospital. Thanks for asking, Robert. Well, hey, having the time off, that's always good. I feel like on weekends I'm usually pretty lazy. But this past weekend, uh, my my cousin was probably graduating from high school. Like, he still had another week and a couple that's of classes. That's right, you went on that trip. How was that? It was... It was a way to see relatives that I haven't seen in a quite a long time, and it was nice, you know, just to lay back and not do anything. Now, how are you with like extended family? Like, is it is it awkward or is it like, hey, hey, you know? Well, they all uh, the ones that know like immediate family, like my uncles and aunts, they know I do stand up. That that's about the one thing they want to talk about mm-hmm. because my day job is not exactly fun, and I usually don't make it fun. <laughs> as a way like hey what do you do i work for doc and then i immediately fall asleep that, i mean like just trying to explain my own job is bad enough so trying to get people interested in what i do is not easy so there people tend to find uh me doing open mics a little bit more intriguing mm-hmm. except they're not sure about like the levels of these things because most people who know comics they know the ones that were on TV. Yeah, they know the people that travel around the city, city, and clearly I do neither. So, uh, as far as I'm concerned, or as they're concerned, uh, I do stand up. Is I do it in front of my cat on a, on a weekly basis. Send tapes into NBC, CBS. And uh, let's say the Fox Network. Um, I've seen those tapes. They're pretty great. Karate, karate, karate. <laughs> and uh, and that's that's me doing open mics. And, yeah, I, under, I totally understand, especially since I wouldn't really tell people to, like, hey, your first comic experience, why don't you come out to an open mic and just watch it? Yeah. And it, it's tough. I, I totally understand trying to go out to these things and trying to convince my relatives to go see these things is another thing altogether. Like, I had a... Uh, my brother-in-law's dad, uh, who who talks about going to comedy clubs constantly. Who works at Nintendo. He used Nintendo. to tell everybody that growing up. <laughs> he um, he uh, finally got to see me do stand-up. And the whole time, he had his arms folded and was back in his chair. Like with everybody, including me. It wasn't like... Because it was it was a, an open mic, but I was doing the 30 minutes because it was my birthday. And I figured, hey, this is a gr- good Christmas present. Get my parents to listen to me for 30 minutes, and then they're allowed to walk out yep. after that. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's the only time I do stand-up around town. And he watched it. He actually, like afterwards, said I look very comfortable up on stage. And, and I guess that's good enough. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, that's all actually for- a hard thing to achieve, to be perfectly frank. Right. 
Yeah, I know. We've got to talk about that, David. You're never comfortable on stage. You just want to fuck everybody up on there. Yep. Putting boots up asses so you can get Skittles on their face. What I do is I just basically, whoever my scene partner is, I push them and I yell at them. And then it turns to the audience, do you love me now? Do you love me now? That's about it. I'll bend over two chairs in a torture scene. Do you love me now? The, the one thing I did, the only thing I ever request doing, because I lived up in Minnesota for a year, is I want to go to the Mall of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I actually worked there for about four months. I worked at a store that doesn't exist anymore called Learning Smith. It was, it, it, it was a junk store that tried to pass itself off as an educational place. Like a place for ages like, two to whenever. So like a Sky Mall for education. Yeah, pretty much. I would stand outside and throw a foam Frisbee or a foam boomerang. One of those two. I guess it depends if they wanted interaction or not. And uh, occasionally I would tell people about telescopes, like the the three telescopes that were sitting up there. That's about it. I was I was on the floor and I would uh, watch Wallace and Gromit, which was the only thing that they ever. Robert, Robert, shut up. Yes, shut up, Robert. I want you to know this podcast is a safe place. <laughs> now, when you say you were employed for four months, <laughs> were you actually just homeless throwing things at people that walked by? Buy this! <laughs> Touch is yours! <laughs> and then, when you say talking about telescopes, were you talking about the aliens that touched you? Like, I just see you It was consensual, the- <laughs> okay? I see rose-colored glasses, Robert, going like, man, that sure was a weird store that I used to work at that nobody could find anymore because it totally existed, but it doesn't exist anymore. And then there's Robert, like, wearing a cardboard box, <laughs> a pan on your head, throwing trash in the shape of a Frisbee, just going like, telescopes! Look through it and look at the alien overlords! Look, David, I can prove this to you. Let me Google Learning Smith and... and uh, Alien autopsy! Oh my god! Oh my god! What did I do? <laughs> Who was I? I was a sleeper agent. <laughs> All I know was I was in a Cinnabon. Somebody said the hills are alive, the stars are alive, <laughs> and four months of my life were gone. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what I did. Is I went up into the Mall of America, and it, as if you know this, it, it's on four floors. It goes around in a rectangle, and right smack dab in the middle is an amusement park. Okay, I remember something like a roller coaster <laughs> or something like that. Or... Well, it used to be sponsored by uh, the Peanuts. Like, almost all the rides had some sort of Peanuts theme to it. Okay. Uh, now it's a Nickelodeon theme. Uh, they basically upgraded. And for some reason, <laughs> Ninja Turtles, because it needs to have Ninja Turtles in there as well. There's also like a... Uh, uh, Jesus, why am I so low? I'm yelling! I'm yelling, and I can't get anything on. You're blowing up this damn thing. Yeah, it is. (laughs) It's going up on a Tuesday. (laughs) So uh, a lot of what they have on there is uh, they've they've kind of expanded what little space they have into the wildest roller coasters that you could possibly ride. I'm totally listening. This is an interesting and fun story. (laughs) Keep going. They uh they would go up and down, but now they are on a swivel, so they'll also like spin you around at the same time, and you just look at it and you're like, yeah, this is meant for somebody much younger than me, and I have no problem walking into it and not feeling like I got to pay money to actually ride these things. They also have on the third floor, off in the corner, experiences that you can take. Uh, three the three that they had were 
NCIS or CSI. I think it's CSI. Never mind. CSI experience, Star Trek experience, and Barbie experience. So for like 20 bucks, you basically go around. The only one I had an explanation given to me was CSI. Is you're a CSI agent, and there's a murder, and you got to solve this murder sort of thing. In the mall? Yeah, it's in the mall. It's like in a small section of the mall. It looks like it would probably was like a Nordstrom's or something. And no, 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 they, but like this whole experience is like inside a boutique in the mall, or is it inside like the whole mall? No, not no. You're not using the whole mall as like a, <laughs> as your battleground. They have a Sears size area for all three of these experiences. So okay. like, imagine like an area where they used to have a huge boutique, but now it's being <laughs> an area where you go around to like, hey, glad you showed up, Agent Blah Blah Blah. Here are the la- blood samples, and I believe this guy was hematobic like that like you know something yeah, that's yeah, supposed yeah. to lead it to to whoever the killer is uh but it was totally 20, hematomic right but it was 20 bucks and i felt like yeah that's okay but i thought it was a cool idea to do something like that speaking of uh this weekend i'm gonna be doing one of those mystery uh locked in boxes in new orleans Ooh. okay do tell I, what? I will after I do it. No! And kick no. its ass! Give me foresight! Come on! Okay, so here's the plan. I'm going to go in, and I'm going to yell and beat up everybody in the room. <laughs> Love me! Love, Love me! me. <laughs> I'm going to figure out before you! <laughs> and my whole plan is, and my whole plan is to be as friendly as fuck, and when we get to the last clue, I swallow it. <laughs> To which I start yelling, we're all going to die in here. We're all going to die. We're all going to die in here. There's no leaving. There there was a, uh, like Conan O'Brien Conan. one of these things. Yep. Is that uh, the same company that's doing this? I, I think so. I just don't know if there's a theme or anything like that because I would totally dress up if there was a theme. They, they probably give you clothes. I wouldn't, even though you're going to have to wear somebody's dirty clothes, there's still yeah. clothes available. Yeah. You should still show up in, in like... Yeah, 18th century garb, and it turns out... Like, be, You're saying be, I should roll the dice? Be a dandy. Like, go in there with frills and get, get, turn yourself into, like, a Lord Fauntleroy. So well, I was like, thinking there, there's something... It's called, like, uh, the Mardi Gras room, and right? I don't know if, like, that's the whole thing or the company or whatever the heck it is. Yeah. <laughs> My dad has an old, like, king of a parade thing that's, like, a crown with, like, giant peacock feathers coming off and a long cape, and it's a <laughs> ten people to, to a room, and we have uh, four of us going with, like, a bunch of... Like, my costume would take up three people. Right. <laughs> just be like, do you see a clue over there? Just whipping people with my adornments. You would be, you would in a sense be wearing the most uncomfortable outfit to a hibachi table with, with complete strangers around you and you'd be hitting them and at the same time catching on fire is what I'm imagining. Side thought. <laughs> Good old hibachi girl. <laughs> Dress up as a giant shrimp with an NBA uh, jersey on. Anytime they try to flip the shrimp at somebody, I slap it down. I go, no! The word is, no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> you know what? Forget the shrimp costume. Just dress up as a basketball player and just slap shrimp out of the hair before it goes in people's mouths and or hats. Or, or dress up as Tommy Lee Jones, and whenever the volcano hits, you blow that volcano up. <laughs> Not in my town. <laughs> Get someone else to dress up as Anne Hage, people will totally get that reference, okay? Okay, I'll dress up as Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tommy, oh, yeah. <laughs> that is kind of the amalgamation of those two. I, I but, uh, in, in the What process- we're trying to say is, people don't fuck with a bocce grillers. 
But this weekend's trip, I actually uh, was in an airport both times at a layover in Houston. And one time, I'm going into the men's bathroom, and these two ladies were were holding a, a small toddler, at least kind of like, I wouldn't say holding, almost like pushing it like a hockey puck around. You know, it, you really, <laughs> unless you have it like tethered, there's no way, especially if you are you have like two carry-ons, mm. there's no way that you're going to control a small child because everybody's trying to get around the 30 bucks yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that you would have to pay to actually check bags in. So in the, <laughs> the problem is you don't, you can't hold any small children and the and they don't have doors for bathrooms anymore at these places. It's an open, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they just have like a feng shui way to get in and have nobody actually see you at the same time. It's so almost like the top of a question mark entrance. It does like a curve around. So for right. privacy, yeah, yeah, yeah we're, 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 the, the audience Riddler and I designed every exactly. single one of these bathrooms. Riddle me this. <laughs> Piddle me this. <laughs> How can you have privacy at the same time and all your hands are full? Ooh, solve it, Batman. What, what do you mean I have to go with you? <laughs> My luggage is over there. So this child immediately darts into the men's bathroom, and it's just two ladies at this. So, I mean, you're, two ladies don't make a dude, unfortunately. <laughs> you, can't, you can't combine them in, into a, a station did, sort of thing. Why did that even come up as, like, you're like... <laughs> they thought about us, like, uh, what if we walked in together? <laughs> That's okay. We cancel each other out. So before like a double negative. before anything, they ran into each other headlong, hoping. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Now is this the all female version of the Wonder Twins? <laughs> Form of a dude. <laughs> Shape of confidence. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? What's up? Gonna... Small child, don't mind if I do. Small child, big dicks. Hey, guys, how y'all doing? <laughs> So they run in, and let's call him Corey, because I, I never remember the name, and it's fun to hear uh, women yell Corey, because I, I was a child, and there were teenage girls that yelled that out all the time, but usually it's like in a wanting sort of way. So they went, Corey, 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 and that usually means, I'm going to beat you senseless unless you show up right here, yep. right now. So, of course, he did not immediately come to him, and I looked at both of these ladies who desperately wanted to get to the other side, watching their small child drown in a sea of dicks. Like, <laughs> oh no, please, stop the child! And and then he looks, I turned to him and said, you want me to go fetch your child? And they're like, yes, thank you. Or, not in a way, like, please. You had so much leverage and you blew it. You had so much leverage. You needed to give back the child. He's like, one day I'll come back asking for a favor. <laughs> 30 years from now. I'm calling the favor in. Or you exit I'm getting the- your spot in the time capsule. Or You'll get to share tre- treasured memories with the future. Or you come out of the bathroom and you say, if you want your child back, say my name backwards. <laughs> and then they just say Rumpelstiltskin. It's like, ah, you knew it. Ah, you read a book. That's my Reddit username. I did not. It's practically like my name backwards. I guess that's close enough. So uh, I, I go in and the child's. What do you mean? Up. I gotta follow you. My luggage is over here. <laughs> we, we had a deal going into this. Hey, don't Jew me out of this. Okay, how was I supposed to know you were Jewish? To turn a phrase, like oh my wrist, that really hurts. I spun hair into gold. <laughs> it that the child was small and blonde. So immediately when I started going for it, like all the other guys just immediately just backed off, assuming I was like the father. Like, it, it, it through through a uh, guess who association, you know, like if there was like a face, Matt, but he's like, all right, it's your child. Hey, 
bold haircut, bold choice, but hey, whatever. It's your kid. <laughs> you can do whatever you want, man. And and so I do the thing that all children immediately respond to in 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 the like uh uh, uh well, not Schrodinger. Who's a, a Pavlov Pavlovian sort of way? Yeah, Pavlovs. I, yeah, I put my finger out. And the kid immediately grabbed my finger, and I just walked him down mm. in, into the way. And they're like, ah! And then I just I went and right then back you in. And farted really <laughs> loud. And that child pulled your finger, and you and him shared a knowing laugh. Old! <laughs> Old! Ice can't hold no more, Captain! <laughs> he activated the firing mechanism! And then and instead of like saying like you know I thank you and like what I, I nodded I was like well I was going in here anyway there there's a reason why I was heading this direction so until uh, we meet again when you lose your child you know <laughs> but it was just funny to think about it at that moment where they're 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 so cautious in airports. When it comes to everything, like mm-hmm. make sure you keep your luggage on you at all times. Make sure you take your shoes off when you go through the whole uh, detector. Did you know they changed up the uh, the metal detector thing? I was totally unaware of this, that you have to put your hands up and put your feet down in a position and do oh, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. swinging around. It's been a long time since I've actually been in an airport. I would say four years. That's just a guess. Yeah. Say four years. And then if you are carrying a weapon, the floor gives out from underneath you, and you go down a Napoleon slide. Like, <laughs> and then you have to fight and then them. Targets are coming up. Bam! 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 Oh, damn it! They make it Game really. It away. They make it really fun before you fight the manacore in the maze. <laughs> part man, part. It's actually, it's actually, it's actually a, the best crossfitter in the world with the strongest core, and they call him the manacore. <laughs> It's Aaron Eckhart from the core. <laughs> He's actually part man, part apple. <laughs> man of core. They threw me out because they didn't want to eat me. Thought I was nutritious. Thought the seeds would kill me because of some weird urban legend. He's actually part he's part precious uh, metal and part uh, manic depressive. The manic ore. <laughs> that one was for me. Fuck y'all. <laughs> All right, and past that, the other thing I wanted to talk about was the new video for this July's Gathering of the Juggalos, 20th anniversary. Uh, I know you're going to miss out on it. It sucks. I hate, you don't know, hate it when I'm talking about things that I'm going to clearly go to because it's in the middle of who knows can where. Can I just say, fuck Juggalos because that name could have been used for sexy girls. <laughs> Those are Juggalettes, by the way. That's what they call the ladies. Juggalettes. Yes, they call them juggalettes. Juggalos are the dudes. Juggalettes are the, are, are the ladies. The fine women that show up at these things, and from what I understand, the ratio is very similar to, say, a convention like a Dragon Con, yeah. where at one time it might have been about like 90-10. So like the few women that would show up, now it's about 65-35. Uh-huh. You have a lot of dudes that like bring their women along because the women get all sorts of attention. They're like, hey, I'm only a five in real life, but here I swim in dick. <laughs> I'm the queen of the clowns. Honk, honk. I had those put in my titties. <laughs> my cooter's a clown car. Fit them all in. Dick. The worst porn's out there. More room. More. <laughs> She has a a never-ending handkerchief of an IUD. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's really my dental dam. And she's pulling it out. <laughs> oh, it's never going to end. And at the end, it's a Nuva ring. Uh, hey! Juggalos are the worst. <laughs> Uh, I have I had I have a juggalo couple that used to come to the hospital all the time, right? And they were just uh, paid you in hatchets and hugs. Yeah, they're like for your time, and I'm like two hatchets and half a hatchet, just a handle. You get ten, you get a free hatchet. You get to upgrade, just like you're at a carnival. Get it? It was really weird when I got 10. They're like, okay, you got some uh, foam erasers. <laughs> you, can get, you can get a single jawbreaker. Um, you want the little airplane, you put it together, your styrofoam kit. So uh, in these videos, they, they do a little production. In this case, it was in the future, and they're going, the people in the future are going back specifically to see this Juggalo event because it's so great. Hey, we need a reminder why this event's so great. Now, the thing about these, the guest lineups when it comes to these conven- uh, the, the festival that they have is they will mix known clown performers, clown rap performers, yeah. with who knows what. Like, it's a nice mix of why, did you, why is Ron Jeremy here? Why is Gilbert Gottfried showing up? Because they paid him a lot of money, something yeah. of a name. This year's what is Puddle of Mud. Just showing up for no reason other than to get everybody to give them the finger and to throw all the syringes at them. I, it really is. <laughs> That's like, all I can figure. It really does seem like once, I mean, because I've, I've kind of looked at it in the past, and it really does seem like there's a one act where they're just like, oh, my God, let's invite Britney Spears. <laughs> if the paycheck's big enough, we will hit her with all the things. It was Tila Tequila that, that oh. happened to I, Yeah, I remember when that happened. Yeah, it was Tila Tequila. She... She clearly was not meant to be there, and they went, oh, you won't show your tits. That's, that's all I can guess. You do that a lot. We see it in the videos. Yep. So uh, they do have a comedy section that I don't remember the third guy, but I can tell you the other two that are showing up for their late-night comedy fest. There's Godfrey yeah. and Judah Friedlander. <laughs> God. The dude with the hats from 30 Rock. You've got to have some kind of, like, Death Wish or just, like, oh, uh, I was going to watch Game of Thrones, but I decided to do a concert. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 oh, there's no hiding what you're getting into. That's just, oh, my God. You have a bingo board of venereal diseases that you wanted. <laughs> and i got to get four corners. So <laughs> the, the easiest way to do it is go into this Jug-A-Fest. You know what it is? Like, I, I can't explain Gilbert Godfrey. I, I can't. There's, there's, there's no, I can't get inside his mind if I want. <laughs> I've heard so many comics make sets out of their stories from when they went to the Juggalo concert. They're like, okay, this is going to be great material. This is going to be a brotherhood that I'm entering. This right. trial by fire kind of thing. Sure. That I survived these assholes. <laughs> right. Yeah. If I, can, if I can kill here, I can kill anywhere. That's what they're thinking. <laughs> because once they go into like, like <coughs> a normal crowd and see like a couple dressed up in, in clown stuff... <laughs> You know how tough it is at a Juggalo concert? Lauren Michael puts on face paint, and he just stands in the middle of the crowd, and he judges you. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren Michael, king of the Juggalos. Yes. Um, oh. That's a nice impression there, but whoop, whoop. <laughs> Dark Carnival. <laughs> Could I get some more Fayo? That's Fago. He's a fake. Bam, 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 bam. Why are you doing finger guns at me? Because you're cool. <laughs> Good save. 
You so cool. There you go. That's for yeah. you. <laughs> mm. So while I was up in, in uh, Minnesota, I, I, I generally like going to, because I got a lot of downtime, uh, because everybody I'm around is either 15 or 50. Uh-huh. Right? You know, like, there's nobody around my age. I usually have to deal with somebody older or younger. That's not a problem. Yeah. It's just they, I don't want to hang out with the 15-year-olds, and, and everybody else goes to sleep. So I figure, like, I'll go downtown. Yeah. And uh, they had one of those one-screen theaters downtown called the Uptown. And... Uh, Ironic, huh? It was downtown, but it's called the Uptown. Eh, eh, eh. My GPS blew up. Is there, is there just like one out of every 20 people just holding their heads screaming on the sidewalk? <laughs> looking at their Google Maps? Yeah, of course. They turn into Reavers, and they they skin people and eat them and then have sex with them. And if they're yep. lucky, it's in that order. Yep. Yeah, buddy. I know my weedin'. Woop, woop, woop. So they they were only they were showing the room at midnight. This is <laughs> I, I, the next day they were showing uh, a Rocky Horror Picture Show at midnight. Uh-huh. But their regular feature at nine thirty they had had to go through the whole day was a Swedish uh, Swedish film that was the top comedy in Sweden. Like it has made the most money any other comedy has made, and it's called the hundred year old man who jumped out a window and disappeared. And after 45 minutes, I fell asleep. <laughs> man, those those chairs were comfortable. And I immediately, oh, I'll just listen to them speak Swedish. I know the language is good. So, I mean, they had subtitles, correct? Yes, they did. Now, what would you liken it to? Was it like just like an over-the-top farce? Like, like give, me, give me a taste of the 100-year-old man that jumped through the window has never seen from again. It reminded me a lot of it. This was definitely like a Forrest Gump, but a lot uh, darker and demented Forrest Gump. And it wasn't like he was affecting any big historical things. He would just run into Stalin from time to time. <laughs> sup, Stalin? Sup, hundred year old man who jumped through a window. <laughs> Full name. I disappeared. Come on. Full name. Who then disappeared? <laughs> Thank you. I earned that name. I am Joseph Stalin, by the way. This is what I sound like. Uh, it, it, I also it, sound like Gorbachev. Yeah, it's this guy that gets uh, he he liked blowing up things as a child, and that eventually led him into the army and led him into uh, various other practices. So it's going through that, and at the same time, he escapes from his nursing home and is um... <laughs> oh yeah, they explained how he got in the nursing home, which was actually kind of funny. He he loses his cat. To a, a fox. He's like, well, fuck that fox. Mm-hmm. So he, he, like, leaves, like, a, a, a rabbit carcass surrounded by dynamite <laughs> and waits for the fox to come and just comically blows it up. Like, just blows yeah. up enough to where you would see the yipe sign next to Wile E. Coyote. That's, that, that's kind of uh, blow. There was a lot of those moments. It just... It wasn't funny enough. Like it was sweet. It was more Swedish. Can humor. we can we can we send Sweden uh, super troopers? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> duck soup yeah. or anything. <laughs> Maybe we can we can bump them up a couple years. The humor is flavorless. I don't know. <laughs> it lacks the compunction of knowing that you're gonna die someday. <laughs> well, Hello. well, it's the deadness. Where's the life incomplete? Hello, my name is Werner Herzog. I am the comedy consultant in Sweden. <laughs> but, uh, oh, going back a little bit. So I was kind of asking about, like, your family and, like, yes. you hang out with people. Um, do you have, like, just that one relative or, like, the understanding mutually between y'all is, like, I don't hate you. 
I just don't get you. So it's just kind of <laughs> like I have an Aunt Marcy. Right. And she's like lives all over the place, whatever, stuff like that. I don't know. She's her own person. I don't give two craps about her. Um, she comes in every once in a while and it's just kind of like, a, hey, how are you? And like, fine. Great catching up. Another four years? Cool. <laughs> and like, she's my sister's like godmother and stuff like that. So sure. they have a bond and stuff. But it's like anytime we see each other, there's just like, even as a grown ass adult, she just knows like, I have nothing to say to this fucker. And I just look at her as like, ditto. Good we have this understanding. Because last time she came into town, she likes to come in and use our LSU tickets. And she's just like, hey, I heard you're going to be working during a lot of the games. More tickets for me. I was like, yep, that's a thing. <laughs> And then that was our conversation for the whole like dinner out evening. Still pussy. Don't like them f- sports. <laughs> Still divorced. <laughs> Living by yourself with your two chihuahuas. We're good here. <laughs> Enough about me. What about you, Ant? <laughs> it is even like, I guess she is just kind of like looking out for herself, but I could give two crafts. But it's kind of like, hey, I wish you the best, but nothing to say to you, relative of mine. Thanks for the Christmas presents growing up, I guess. The ones that I talked to there, the ones that I was with, I, I actually get along with all right I, now. I felt like up until three or four years ago, I still was an angstville teen around them and still treated as such. Now I've reached I've reached the age where they can just talk to me about like the hardships of working and you know, like you know just like the normal drinking a beer and going yep on a corner thing at King of the Hill style. Yeah, and I never. I, I try not to bring up any sort of politics or anything. It, it happens. Yeah. I, I the graduating kid uh, for some reason was going around telling people was like I don't uh, don't drink the water because it's bottled and it's not supporting the people over in California. And and I like I turned and I was like you're saying a handful of almonds. You realize that what you just did? And he's and he, yeah. What about it? Each almond takes a gallon of water to make, and 90% of our almonds are from California. You fucking hypocrite. Congratulations for graduating high school, and I will never see you again. And so. here's your $20 and a card, and uh, that knowledge bomb I just dropped on you. Yeah. Very nice, by the way. I like that. Just like, slap reality check, bitch. But, but uh, yeah, I've, I've got the uncle that he worked all of his life. Now he's kind of enjoying it. He's not necessarily... The, he puts it, he's not the whale that casinos won. He's the alternate whale, where if the whale doesn't want to come, they're like, eh, we'll take his couple thousand he'll throw our way. So he'll get, like, a chartered flight to, like, a whole bunch of different casinos, like ones that are considered uh, uh, franchises that'll be everywhere. So he'll get a flight, he'll get a meal, he'll get a hotel, and he'll just spend money. And and he'll do that for a couple of days and go back to his uh, his place and everything's copacetic. So huh. that's that's essentially his life. He he could have really realistically he was on death's door about 5 years ago. Like he was a heavy smoker yeah, yeah, and yeah. it didn't look good. He was he was going around everywhere with a uh, an oxygen tank. Yeah. I everybody thought he was going to die. He married his, he had my aunt. I basically called her my aunt. Uh, but they weren't married his entire life. This was his second yeah, 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 and and uh, he married her just to make sure everything was covered. Like he really thought it was over. Yeah. But he's still around, so every, now he's like, "Fuck it, time to give it all away to casinos." <laughs> That's where my true loved ones are. Yeah, we really don't have a ton to talk about, but it's funny we bonded on not paying for parking because we both hate paying for parking. And I was like, "I'm all right. We bought the car. What the fuck?" You know, because he was staying at a hotel and they were and valet was thirty bucks. And he, he actually needs a handicap sticker. And instead of letting the valet happen, 
for 30 bucks. He parked across the street for 10 and walked across the street. You know, he needs a handicap sticker. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> he just walks by the valet, shoots them the double guns. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So it, I, I, relatives that I used to feel like I really had nothing in common with, I feel like I can, I can talk nonsense to yeah. and, and keep that up for a while. My the uncle the the uh, cousin the uh, his his father that we were going to visit yeah yeah he's he's very much into a lot of weird things but he will he will talk sci fi stuff with me and I'll like recommend it. Uh, what oh, that's a nice out- to, that's a nice outlet yeah I'll, I'll talk uh, like it's usually a movie and a book that's usually what I'll recommend because that's that's like he'll watch like five movies a year and read like about five books a year well okay a lot of my my okay uh my dad's side of the family one cut set of cousins moved away like they grew up and like one of them like is gonna save the world through the un or something like that the kid's like stupid ridiculously smart and uh, other ones they're moved they're like all like away. michael bay movie smart like i had straight a's i can blow up this comment <laughs> i mean look if, if there's a doomsday thing coming i'd put him in front of the computer before me like but not even that it's like he like went to africa he helped like the privileged people he set up like this like like pseudo system of like <laughs> here you go coney take over the uh, relative oh no no oh, what did oh. I- what did no. I do? What did I do? Uh, uh, this was a mistake. <laughs> I just tried to help out. I don't know. But uh, and then my mom's side of the family lives like all like we see them maybe like once a year or something like that. So like you, I get the funny man slash stand up guy, but right. I've never done stand up once. Right. And that conversation happens once a year, no matter how many times. It's like, no, it's improv. But I work in a hospital, and they're like, so you know what? Tell us a joke from your stand up. I'm like, no, I don't do stand up. <laughs> like you at least go like, yeah, I do stand up. Period. Done. Next topic. I have to explain. No, I can't boil it. No. <laughs> so, you ever see Drew Carey's Whose Line Is It Anyway? Huh? Oh, shit. No. <laughs> yeah, my, my uncle loves Whose Line Is It Anyway, and, and he gets the correlation immediately, and I have to basically tell him, like, all right, you know how that's funny? We just say that we're like that. We don't say we're as funny as those guys. Yeah. So, I'm not... I'm not I flat out say we charge five bucks for what we do. There that's you go. how funny we are. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good flat. Like judge as you will. And they're like, okay, we get it. And the and they, beer costs more than us. I think the spoof night thing interests them a lot more because they were asking about like, can we see it online? I said, well, we got clips, but they're really out of context, and I don't even know why I put them up. And, but I told them about the things that I do in the movie because it's not quite. Just making fun of it, we tried to uh, mess with the film as well, yeah. and 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 they seemed like okay, you know, like that sort of thing. But that's about it. Yeah, I, I tried not to force uh, my hand either way. I think that was that's that just felt like a good uh, like, hey, I'll talk to you a bit about it. And when I got drunker because there was beer at these things, and it was like it was the type of beer where you get like a variety of beer. So I was, oh, let's try this one. Ooh, let's try this one. <laughs> oh look, berry paste summer <laughs> ale. <laughs> Light. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I dr- Ultra? All right, whatever. <laughs> Michelob Mega. <laughs> now I saw you know like uh, microbreweries big, and there was like a local brewery that 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 had a whole bunch of different uh, like there was an amber, there was an IPA, there was yeah, yeah, yeah. all sorts of things. So I was trying each one of them. They, it's basically like anything else that you've ever had, and I knew it going in, but I was like I was basically letting. My relatives who don't drink try it, like give it a sip, and then like I'll drink the rest of this, and then yeah, and they're like you're driving, right? Yep, <laughs> drinking this whole thing. 
speaking of my dad, who is like roughly close to 60 right now. Right. Respected man, you know, educated, all that kind of stuff. Just discovered what a fireball was. Uh, like maybe the three shot. Weeks, yeah, the shot. Okay. Well, is it <clears throat> has it been around? Is that something that? Well, basically, we're out at this event, and he like holds up this this tiny little shot glass, like this tiny little thing, and goes like, "Smell this. What is it?" I go, "That's a fireball." How do you know? <laughs> and he acted like I was like the, the idiot savant, like reborn. Like, <laughs> just like, how do you know? He's like, "What's this?" He's like, "That's rum chata." And he's like, "He did it again." <laughs> They're in glasses meant for leprechauns. How do you know? So he proceeds throughout the night to get shwasted. Shwasted. Swayze wasted, yep. as we know. <laughs> and all he does, rather than doing shots of fireball, he's taking the tiny little glass, pinkies out, and he's just taking adorable little sips of fireball and just making this like little puckered like, mmm. <coughs> I will take a fireball shot any day over, say, like Jägermeister, but which he was, seems to be the two go-tos. Well, apparently last night I had my first uh, Rumpelmeister, uh, Firemeister, or something oh, like that. Oh, a mix of those two things? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, if somebody hands me a free shot, which happens from time to time, I'll, exactly. just, like, I'll drink it like, ah, I'll, that was I'll, a mistake. I'll take it in good gratitude, but yeah. And then apparently uh, Rum Chata and uh, Fireball is called a... Uh, uh, Captain, no, not Captain Crunch, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Ooh, yeah. so, sounds delightful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, I'll, you, I'll and then you take more of these things. <laughs> yes, yes, good, very good. This is what's turning into a Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> you eat, and your insides will melt. <laughs> more like breakfast cereal killer. <laughs> Crypty. <laughs> You finally showed up to one of these things. Killed David. Good job. <laughs> I'm not killing him. I am David. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> what? His identity is so easy to steal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but if anybody wants to see the real David Vetrano, when's the next time? Please stand up. Please stand up. Please stand up. Don't stand up. You're too close to the mic. Saying it won't make you too far away from the mic. When's the next time they can see you? Why, it'll be tonight! Tonight! Over at the Manship Theater. We will be performing Silverbacks. The fantastic orgasms that try to make good their cats. No, but this Friday, a.k.a. tonight, the Silverbacks from Lafayette will be joining us for Improv Palooza. Yeah, that's right. Instead of five bucks, we'll be charging five bucks. <laughs> Come and check both of our tour, uh, tours. And by five bucks, you hand it to the person slowly. <laughs> Not five no. bucks. Five, five bucks. <laughs> so, yeah, we're performing. This will be our last improv show that we'll be doing before our next spoof night, which is happening on June 19th. Yep. We are making fun of the movie Independence Day. Double yep. And I think we actually had some pretty good timing on that because they're now putting out photos for Independence Day 2. Electric Boogaloo. Jeff you know Goldblum. The behind it? It's not a bad idea. Well, are we taking the, the battle to them? No. Well, yeah, I guess that would be cool. That would be like an Ender's Game sort of thing. This is just the second wave. Like, there were, this was the first wave that came through, and then 20 years later, because of whatever transportation, but this time we're ready. Mm. So that that's the idea behind it. And you have like the people that were a part of the old battle mixing in with the people who were the who are now in the battle. So there you go. Please tell me they get Rihanna and everybody from the movie Battleship, Liam Neeson. 
<laughs> the aliens come in. It's like we gotta blow up these hu- humans. Play How some music. great would that be if they just took like all the invasion movies and they merged them together into one timeline? And it's just like <laughs> I know about these aliens. We know about these aliens, and we use all that alien technology against this next wave. Yep. <laughs> and it turned out the only thing that could have killed them was love. <laughs> Courtney Love goes up. In a bomb, stretched, strapped to her. It's like, is this necessary? You're guiding the bomb! All we do is we have a bunch of, like, blonde hair women and, like, really <laughs> handsome guys standing on the deck of a Navy ship going, ready? Ready? <laughs> Aim! Fire! <laughs> and they blow kisses at the ship, so steer out of control and blow up. Happy birthday, <laughs> Mr. Wait, that's just lust. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, I changed the brake fluid on your car because remember you mentioned it a week ago. <laughs> he cares. <laughs> <laughs> the humans earned leveled up because they paid attention to some of their loved ones. The power of love. Huey Lewis comes in. <laughs> As alien ships are blowing up. That's the power of boom, 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 boom. And the power of. Oh, man. And then, and then we hit one of them with a sledgehammer. <laughs> Peter Gabriel. Bam, 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 bam. And it's all claymation. Perfect. Let's do it. Read Why do we have so much cocaine in front of us? I don't know. Cats love cocaine. That's all I was saying. Okay, okay, okay. Then we get Men in Black, and then we also get that other movie with, with, with uh, Channing Tatum, and they, they're going to work together 21 now. 21 Jump Street? 21 Jump Street. This is the best idea I've ever had. Yes, yes, yes. They tried to blow up the White House. The White House was already blown up. It's they already blown up. It looked like a full house. Legos. Legos. Yes, of course. Why wouldn't you buy a Lego land? That's how we build up the new one. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, he builds it. Goldblum, <laughs> chaos theory. Uh, 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 faster, faster, must go faster. <laughs> All right, so we're done. <laughs> uh, another family I'm coming podcast. down so hard. <laughs> My name is Robert Rowe, and joining me was... Brian Gorey, son of a bitch! <laughs> He's now trapped in an alternate dimension. Ah, I creamed! <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. Cat!